your counting ins have gotten more erratic. They are. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, 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 it's, like, it's a chaos countdown. Will you count me in? Three. It's not right. It's not, but also, but also I feel like I think you like it. I think what you mean to say is, you know me, and did you expect anything else? Uh, <laughs> it's really uh, what you mean uh, to ask. No, and also, you don't think I like I'm it, not but- super really invested in the countdown. Dear listener, if you can record a countdown better than Amy, please record yourself and send it to us at brilliantobservations at gmail.com, and we will use it every week. How about that? We'll even Just play it and listen fucking, every week. Fucking you. And I mean, Lord, am I that outsourced that easily? Am I replaced? Is there going to be a countdown? Yeah. Is there going to be a job posting on <laughs> Fiverr? Looking for a countdown vocal artist. Yeah. Send well, us your no. sample of three, two, one. Clicky Click. dick. <laughs> right. <laughs> be sure to add that to the listener. And everybody's like, this is not even, I didn't sign up for this podcast to listen to them talk about a countdown. And my question to you is, did it's the final <laughs> countdown. Amy gets organized, or oh. does she? <laughs> All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. <laughs> do, 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 do. Burp, 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 burp. Wow. <laughs> Perfect. Super, 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 super excited. Good morning, Amy. The world says hello. They do. And I say hello back to you, Melissa. Not sure what this is. For. Is that is that a song? Is that a, from a musical? It's probably from Hair. Good I'm going to guess it's from Hair. Su- Good morning, sunshine. The world says hello. Starshine. Starshine. All the shines. Morning. Shining, shining light. Shining, shining. Hey, ho. Amy. Hey, ho. <laughs> Good Sunday morning to you, or Thursday afternoon as you listen. Happy morrow, Titwitch. Nice to see you. I do like a good Titwitch. That is that's now one of my fav my favorite words. <laughs> Amy, hmm? is there a sport you cannot watch? Unfortunately, I have put that question to the test, having watched all fucking sports. <laughs> And I'm, well, here, I'm here to tell you, if it's a question of enjoyment, I don't enjoy watching sports. <laughs> so yes, to all. But that doesn't prevent yes, me from actually all. watching them. Well, is that because you have four men in your house I'm that in have it on? I'm in a loving relationship romantically with my favorite partner and also strategically, I don't know what you call it, parentally with my children. I have love for the beings in my life and they have super shitty tastes in spectacating and I'm wrapped up in their bullshit worlds they don't come with me to the tea parties that I don't host but they should (laughs) but they should so you can seriously sit and tolerate all of them well tolerate is a lofty word I is it (laughs) I will participate in and engage with right nearly all sport I told you on podcasts of your that on one of the one of the ESPNs, quite literally, ESPN eight, the Ocho, quite literally, we found professional cornhole. 
professional cornhole. We watch, I mean, you can get this with alcohol just by watching the drunks. Like, I don't think I need to see it televised. Yeah, they were playing for a purse that had two commas in it. It was crazy. Whoa. Crazy. And you're throwing a bean bag against a wooden plank that any fifth grader could, on the given day, fucking best you. I just don't. So anyway, so I've seen my fair share of air quote sports. I'm trying to think of the ones that I actually physically get up and leave. It For me, it's more about duration than category. I can really watch any any competitive event through one event. I'm, I'm in. I can watch it. I can even watch boxing, which I find to be wholly repugnant. It's like watching a professional vomiting contest, which I've seen food <laughs> eating contests. So I, I've watched anything competitive I will watch for one event. Right, but, but don't most of them have timers where you could say, "Well, at least I only have seven minutes of this," and then soccer, you're like, "Oh, all those extra minutes you added on in the end." You're so charming. Uh, seven minutes on a sports clock is the same as the pocket watch in the Polar Express. Time has no meaning here. It goes on all fucking night worldwide. The shit's never no seven minutes. Come on, no. So the Australian Open. Just this second ended. Okay. Just this second. Okay. And winning his twenty first, which bested Federer and 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 what's his name? Uh, and what do they he, win in this case? Like a plate? This uh, is the big a hug, a handshake, yeah. and a high five. Okay, got it. From yeah. not John McEnroe, his brother. <laughs> so I saw him. His name is like <laughs> his name is like Pete McEnroe. And the whole time I'm sitting here thinking, that's not you. That can't be right. Did I forget? <laughs> it's like a blend of two professional sporters, and it's like that's your Pete, Pete Sampras, and John McEnroe Eyebrows got together and, and had throw. a brother, and that's yeah. neither one of that's what it's neither one of you. Yep. But it was over five hours <laughs> overnight. <laughs> like no. it just is absolutely crazy Why? to me that you're going to sit there and it is completely a game of of strength and it is completely respectable and amazing i do not sign on oh tennis equals hard it's not about that my point to you is tennis watching also equals hard because it's like ping pong but larger you're just watching something go back and forth harder in the back and then really a lot of effort because it comes back and forth and forth and forth and back and back and back and oh now we wait for a minute. Somebody, wipes I get it. I like a good upset. That's it. I don't That's understand your scoring really. I don't really care. Love is involved, but you're sweating like motherfuckers. And not Somebody's- the good kind of love. This is equivalent to you could have competitive mixing. Like you could be stirring a bowl. That's about the level of involvement of the people right. watching you. You're doing one task. It's going really, really fast and also slow. There's a lot of technique. It's <laughs> incredi- also slow. <laughs> it's incredibly difficult. Okay. But it's like, what am I seeing here? The bowl's not moving. You're still kind of in the same spot. At the end, there's no cake. It's just mixing. It just goes back and forth. I mean, there's no real, you're just back. And forth, Call me when you have cake. Yeah. It's, come on. Come on. It come was on. hard to watch. It made was made a little bit easier because my husband said, oh, look, there's Eric Banna. <gasps> I'm watching now. Hi. And I said, move over, move over. I'm watching a different ball. Yeah. Okay. Hi. They didn't go back to him though. They didn't, what? they didn't go back. So I missed him, but okay. I said, could you rewind? He's like, no, I can't rewatch this. <laughs> I I cannot watch tennis. I know people watch that it. tape it and tape and watch tape and tape it. it and 
because <laughs> it's on on the other side of the world, oh. and you have to. It's re, it's crazy. I can't. And something that would truly upset your family or oh. your husband. Oh, okay. Come on. Other than the cannonball run, I cannot watch a sport that happens when you're in a car. Well, the worst, it's happening again this morning. The worst is the third tier sports car events. I can understand the pageantry, the drama, the excitement. There is a rumble. There is a physical response in your body I've been to many of these and when you you're walking up to the track it's a weird flex very it's, weird flex it's fucking me. it's fucking awesome because you you can hear this there's this, all this machinery sound and that gets you going a little bit and then it's invariably really there's Start always your engines there's always <laughs> that gas or that fuel kind of haze where you know in summer when you're sort of walking somewhere and you can see the yeah the, the heat rising okay yeah. well for some reason yours the, is exhaust the but fuel yeah. that's everywhere it's like there's always that kind of a hazy thing and you're like fucking a like, I mean, light just, a match it feels very rock <laughs> moment and the other thing about it is unlike all other professional sport in America, America people haven't really caught on to the idea that these international icons are walking among us so you can go into the pits you can go stand next to the person imagine going and standing next to an NFL quarterback or walking into the locker room that's the equivalent at these things so when you have been forced to watch these events for years and then you get there and you know Austin Texas or whatever they come to the United States and you can see them touch them grab their steering wheel run off into the parking lot get arrested by the police all the things that you would do in one of these events you can fucking do it you can fucking do it. We have this super cute picture of Rocco when he was a tiny, tiny little baby. We went to, at that time, Indianapolis. They were doing something. I don't think it was the 500. They were doing something there. I feel like it was cart, which is no longer even a thing, which is a Formula One kind of a thing, right? Uh, we took him in a stroller, and the the car girls, I don't even know what they call them. They're these Amazonian women with super, super, like, like, cranium shaped boobs they're just gigantic no waists of any kind zero spinal column they're just all tits and legs and they're wearing these hot suits with the gigantic shoes on they all say oh a little baby so they picked him up and all of them are they did their little like you know tit formation and they got into this little triangle thing and held him in the center and the little fucker put his thumb up I mean he could not walk he was like yeah you already knew so that kind of stuff has like I gotta tell you that's the sign-in board for a Jewish kid's bar mitzvah. That's that's what you would be signing. You're like, I'm signing left tit on third bar bit They from were the right. like with the zipper front red yeah. suit. Oh, yeah, that's down, a bar mitzvah you picture. you see the melons poking out. It was the whole fucking thing. It's the sign-in like, board right there. I was there. like, okay, kid, this, is, well, this might be a crime highlight. Yeah. What, oh, God, and you're not even one. <laughs> what you're describing is live sports. Yes. Right? Yes. Live sports is very different. If you're sitting on that couch and still watching that ball go back and forth, I, I mean, it's agony. Something was at stake on this one. I mean, somebody could argue that every, something's Possession at stake in all of the of them. remote. Yes. Well, he was holding it tightly. So I, I was, I can't, I won't. And then I was like, oh, it's for a record. It's not just for the championship. You it's can get like involved if there's a story involved, that's a different thing. You're not no longer watching sports, you're watching a story. And that's what I'm trying to use the analog to compare. Sure, live is very different than very watching different. through a screen, and yet all of it fuels 
all of it. So you have this feeling of a backstory there and connection with these people and is it going to happen? And sometimes there's, you know, a career best. And sometimes, honestly, you're so fucking tired. Just watching physical specimens moving through space can be exciting, even if you don't really care what their intent is. So, I mean, I, I, I can relate on a vast and great many levels to how awesome this is. What I can't do is Netflix style binge any of that shit for days and days at a time, which is what football season becomes, which is what championship anything season becomes. I'm like, I've seen enough of you. I've seen you mix this bowl one time. It's still going to get mixed. <laughs> it's mixed. Yeah, I, I get, get it. it. Yeah. Wet with dry. I get it. We have a very dear friend, you and I, Johnny La, who said, whose kid is wildly into into cars and racing and and car sporty things Mm. and he went with him to an event and he said there was nothing that lulled him to sleep faster than as the cars went around the track he fell asleep i said what Everything you just described, the the thrill of the the vibration, the rising from the ground that he was like, this is the perfect white noise, white trash noise, white noise for well, me. I, I mean, will close my eyes. Playing this morning is the 24 hours of Daytona. So I woke up unceremoniously at 530 thinking, hours. why am I? Well, at least in Le Mans, it's fucking Le Mans. So anyway, in Daytona, I'm like, yeah, I was drunk there a lot. I don't get why this is great. But anyway, so 5.30, and I hear that, and the lights are on. So I'm like, God. So I come stumbling out of the bedroom into the secondarily adjacent room where the TV's already fucking going. And I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? Are you out of your mind? I I shit you not. Well, it's not NASCAR. I shit you not. Anyway, I'm not going to keep talking about racing. I was going to say something about rally car. I want to hear about tennis and not Donatnik, who got kicked out because he's a liar. Yeah, he didn't get to compete. And that's great because this went really well for this guy. Dear listener, I'm so sorry that all of these names are not on the tip of my tongue. The tip and of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. Is this a no? I watched for you? it. No, it's not. I watched an Adam Sandler movie one time. Is that his name? It doesn't sound like his name. Who's the Joker? Who's the Who's the guy who's always with Jennifer Aniston and sings the Hanukkah song? Yeah, Adam Sandler. That super does not sound like his name. I know what does it. What sounds bizarre is that you got a name right on the first shot. So well, that's... I really, I it's it's uncomfortable because I love him, and I know I shouldn't. So in one of his movies, one of the young girl characters is is um, trying to lie to people, and she wants to be an actress, and so she keeps doing all these exercises because the tip of the teeth, the, what's the bing? anyway? So that was a long walk to nowhere, kind of like. Tennis, and we're back. I, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I, I apologize. I just so you know, I could watch anybody play basketball. I love watching basketball. Mm, I okay. absolutely love it. I tolerate, or I commit around this time of year for football, only for the stories, only for the personalities, only usually to root against someone. Well, but truth, I mean, I'm also there for the food. I'm there for the camaraderie. I'm there for the clothing, the jerseys, and the fun color. Color theming is nice. Yeah, there's that's also when you're seven. It's warm and it, fuck off. It's warm and you have like comfortable. <laughs> that's how I used to pick blankies, my teams. And then everybody gets to sit together, and there's usually a signature cocktail. I mean, that's football. It's fun. It's nice. Sometimes you go in, it's outside, and there's a heater, and people are yelling, and yay! Maybe there's a pom pom involved. It's fun. That part's fun. 
I don't like to see people mangle their bodies permanently and have, you know, that makes me crazy, sexual yeah. battery driven by brain damage. Like I'm well, not that's interested how I know in we're that rooting part. Against. Right, right. <laughs> that part of the game. <laughs> like I wasn't disappointed that to hear. I could do that. Yeah. Of the two retirements of of Brady and Roethlisberger, like to hear about retirements like that, I'm like, okay, bye. Like I don't think I Tom was, Brady is retired. I think that there's speculation he, that he's yeah, retiring, well, and that always happens Stewart when said. they lose. I, yeah, I told him, no, you're wrong. I read it on Facebook. It has to be true. So, well, if it came from Facebook, then I fully fully trust it and endorse it. <laughs> and I mean, I'm, I'm, it, that's where I get all of my news. As well, you should. Don't yes. say it in mockery. Yeah, I'm, I'm not mocking. I'm mocking those who don't. I discovered this past week that yes. I have incredibly unmarketable skill. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. That I really can... fills me with joy. Well, I do know ridiculous amounts of lyrics. Oops. To That's marketable. You could go work for that Kazam store. Shazam? That's that one also. Kazam is their competitor. Kazam is like a Shaquille O'Neal movie. Kazoo, Kazam, Shazam. Um, I can untangle anything. Now you can work at Cartier. They have a lot of they have a lot of jewelry there that gets I don't, that gets wrapped up in that. I don't think they let their jewelry touch or or tangle. But right. that would be a good gig for me if I just sat in the back with two like pins and I undid everything. You know, I who can else, like Vidal Sassoon. You could be like a hair detangler. That's, hair? That's gross. I'm not a hair fan. I'm going to stop. Okay. I'm just trying to come up with career paths. I can do necklaces, yarn. I can feed. Oh, ready? Here we go. I can feed a cord through a hoodie or waistband of sweatpants better than most people. I can't. Uh, I can't do that. I can't do that. I, I won't do it. I can't do it. I, I decide that I'm going to do it this time. And 41 minutes later... I throw the entire brand new pair of pants out all the time, all the time. And these are not cheap sweatpants. These are Fold them and put expensive. them in the guest room. When I come, I just need a safety pin and I'll do it. They're so bad. They're so bad. I hate that. I hate that. I'm really proud of you. Good for Sometimes you. Sometimes I'll just wear a hoodie without it or I see my kids wearing a hoodie without it. Then I'll do the laundry and I'll be like, I have seven cords here. To what do these go and put them on my bed? You know because you're just showing off. Nobody cares about a fucking hoodie cord. It's your pants. They're not going to stay up. It's your shortses. They're not going to stay up unless you have the strapper in there. A hoodie is still a hoodie without the cables. That's just decoration. Don't you grab your kids by their face and pull those strings until there's just a nose coming out? Don't you do that to your kids when they're wearing a hoodie? Um, Never once, never. Not even oh. thought of it. Haven't seen anyone make that sort of, I'm going to cocoon you like an egg. Nope. <laughs> egg coon. Egg coon. I'll try I it. Got really disturbed by something I saw on our board for today because I had a violation with someone in my house and I know the feeling of just feel just feeling like, how dare you? This is my house. This is my space. This is my everything. And I am excited to come here every week and record with you. And it says the open drawer oh. on our board. Okay. So I came home. Oh, it's a uh, mystery. Unexpectedly. Dun, dun, dun. And normally I go right to, what did your middle child do? And that's not it. Mm -mm. The cleaners were here. Okay. It was a new cleaner. She was in 
the bathroom attached to my bedroom. Yeah. She had on, uh, I presume her phone, a radio of some kind playing really, really loud sounds, right? She was in there listening, talking, doing the whole thing. Not a native speaker of English. I come walking into the bedroom and I'm trying to be noisy so as not to startle her because clearly I think, okay, she doesn't know I'm in here. But when I walked into my bedroom, my husband's bedside table drawer, top drawer, wide open. Nobody's in the bedroom. Not a soul in the bedroom, drawer wide open. All the stuff, it's this elaborate drawer, all the stuff jammed up to the top and the front. Which is, I mean, I don't know what's in that drawer. So it's not like I could go, hmm, this is out of place. Like it's, And a, this it's is a, what's missing, right? Yeah, it was like a junkie. I mean, there's, you know, all kind of shit you, usually these drawers in our Porn, bedroom. Porn, sex toys, and drugs. Are used for whatever happened to be stored on the bedside table top. Gets shoved into there, clean off the desk st- style when someone is approaching the house. It's like, shit! So, I mean, who knows what's in there? It's a jumble of crap, right? And I think... What the fuck is that all about? So I go, hey. And sure enough, she's completely in the bathroom, completely calm, in the middle of doing something, not you know, not surprised, not alarmed. She goes, oh, you know, hello, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So I walk over and I just close the drawer and I just keep going about my business. And I didn't check it. I didn't think about it. If you, because it really occurred to me later, if you were trying to steal something, do you think that the last step would be to leave the drawer wide open? Absolutely not. So I've got to believe this was some sort of earthquake-based, highly selective, never yeah. happened before. This drawer <laughs> is never voluntarily bumped open. So it, it maybe maybe like pulled on her clothes. So now I'm trying to come up with all these super unlikely scenarios that are way less likely than this person got caught trying to rifle through some something, something. I don't get it. And I, I don't know why I'm fixated on it because I can't even be bothered to go and look through the drawer because it's not my drawer. Did and you I don't ask wanna... your husband if he was in there at all that day, might have left it open on his own? Well, he immediately goes to those meddling kids, probably went in there searching for some absconded with device that was stolen from them. That would be the Scooby-Doo response. Yeah. And I'm like, well, do we not care that, I don't know, maybe the gold bars that you keep in your side drawer are somehow missing or I don't know what's in there. So, and I won't go through there because it's his fucking drawer. Like there's nothing because I don't, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know what I would find in there, but I don't really want to go looking. Are you a snooper? So this really quickly went from like, is this a theft caper? akin to your dog walker turned felon or yeah, is this me out. yeah or is this a case where just fucking look through the drawer what do you what's a what, 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 are you a drawer looker do you go up in your husband's business and like rifle through his briefcase and maybe pick up his phone on occasion and scroll through 18 texts like how how is that whole deal in your life and maybe you don't want to say because he actually listens to this podcast but i'm just saying if you were some other person how would you behave I, I do not. I do not. I don't, I have ridiculous faith and trust, which, um, again, they might be playing this in court someday. I'm not sure. I would be flattered if they did. That's right. (laughs) Somebody listen. (laughs) Oh, that poor court stenographer. Okay. I, I don't, I don't look at his phone. I definitely don't look in his drawers. I... It's not that I want to say I don't care what's in there. It's not that I don't care. I, I would care if he wanted me to know. 
I have this thing about surprises. I hate them, <laughs> especially <laughs> when I know something's coming. So a surprise party, well, you know, you were part of one for me that I found out about and I just tweaked it a little to make it something I'd actually want as opposed to something that was planned by another. <sighs> but I don't, I don't like that nonsense. I don't feel like any of that's awaiting me. I don't feel like any of those surprises are awaiting me in my husband's phone or his drawer. It's not that he's not devious enough to pull something off. It's that he is the busiest, most hardworking human I've met. And he does not take the time to be uh, duplicitous. He does not. So it's really a time management thing. He doesn't have the bandwidth (laughs) to, if he's thinking something, I already know it. Or I've seen it like go across his face in a fleeting moment. And I'll say, I'm that wife who says, what? And he looks at me guilty and he's like, what? I didn't do anything. I'm like, no, but you thought it. What's going on? Like I, his face tells me everything I need to know. My children can't lie. Their faces, they can withhold, but they can't lie. Tell me everything I need to know. And whether it's they tell me the truth now or I know that you're holding something from me or I know that you're keeping something from me and I just want you to know I'm not going to sleep until I know what it is. And if you want me never to sleep again, that's your choice. You're doing this to your mother. Was that good Jewish guilt right there? Was that good? Oh my God. There's so much in that shit to unpack. Well, it gets worse. I have a hint more to this. I talked to my mother this week. Dun, 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 dun. I How wish is we had this not drops. the lead? How is not that the book? Why is this not the lead? You you always bury well, the lead. Well, it was lead. twice I say this week. It, shut up. I say it with love. <laughs> you got to get better at this part of the job. This yeah, is the maybe. number one thing that people want to hear from you. Okay. Relationship stuff. Yeah. So here, let me help you say, hang on for me. Relationship status. Oh, here we go. Ready? Go. Melissa connects with her mother. All this and something else. Now on the thing with this one and that. Okay, go. Perfect. (laughs) So two calls this week because she had back surgery, right? So before she goes for back surgery, we talk and she says, have you spoken to anyone? And I'm like, she just wants to catch up on the news. I'm like, no, not really. How are you? She says, I'm fine. All right. Well, let's be honest. Everything's fine. It's just the same down here in Florida. Everything is. It's a super lie. It's a super lie. She's a liar. She gave me nothing. Everything's fine. Your father's sleeping because it's midday and that's what he does midday. Who'd you talk to? Who do you know? What do you got? Right. Yeah. And that sounds like fine. And also nothing happened. (laughs) Well, I've spoken to. God help me, both of my brothers before talking to her, which almost never happens. But one of them told me mm-hmm. that Grammy's having trouble sleeping. So because it's very legal in my state, I might have assisted with her in acquiring some sleepy gummies, <gasps> which okay. is great because that's what she needs. Because I, too, suffer with back pain. And if you can't sleep because you can't move or roll over, it's the worst. Yep. And then I'm you're up. Say, yep. yep. So somehow Grammy gets a hold of these gummies and is given instructions on how to take them. And she overtakes them. Oh, no. To the point where, <laughs> yes, she feels like she's melting into the couch on which she's sitting. And she turns to her husband, also known as my father, and says, call an ambulance. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. Mm-hmm. So an ambulance comes to the house. 
and says, opens up the kit and says, da, 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 what happened? And she explains and he pulls out a big bag of Doritos. No, he does not. But that was really the <laughs> the cure for oh what she God. had going on. I got over high. Time and devil dogs <laughs> is the cure to what you have going on. So so this happened to her and I say, how are you? How is everything? And she, her answer is, with whom have you spoken? So the other brother gets in a huge fight with them. Huge fight. And my parents hang up on him. Oh, see, this is also good. Maybe right? we need to do another they, intro. Keep going. They ha- Go ahead. No, I'm not. I want to hear. I want to Melissa's hear family falls apart. And <laughs> all this and nothing else. Infighting. Wait, dummies. <laughs> and the cost so, of health care. All this and more. <laughs> and don't you hate tennis too. All this and more on today's. The Bray hung up on their son. Yeah. Come on. And then they try to call him back, try to call him back. He doesn't answer because, you know, he's a dick and still angry. And finally, she texts him and says, just remember who ended this relationship. Wow. I'm sorry. I didn't realize the parent-child relationship was one you can end without death. I didn't without realize that death. a hang-up held such power. I mean, I'm going to have to use that as a tool in my life. If yeah. this is really what we're getting. You don't need these tools. Holy Nobody Corolla. needs these tools. That's crazy. Hi, mom. How are you? Everything's fine. We're good. I have, have ended this. Thus endeth the relationship. First of all, you wish. <laughs> I've tried that with him before and it's oh still my here. God. So, but do you have a member of your family who has to have all of the information and doesn't share it or or gets joy in sharing shitty information or just is the <sighs> keeper? Do you have a keeper? And it's not a matriarch thing. It's a... It's a weird I control and I decide who knows and I'm I don't know I don't know what it is. Do you have that in your family? I if we do blissfully I am unaware. <laughs> okay. No, I though quite the opposite is true. There's sort of this attempt at equilibrium in all things that I see my mother gesticulating through for her whole lifetime. Things are not always going to be fair. Things are not always going to be even and equal sometimes it's just shitty for some person in one way and I I feel like the way that she wants to manage it for herself for herself is to make sure that everybody has all of the information because she believes that if everybody has all the information they're all going to have the same response so oh, that's, that's not true. <laughs> and that's really what's tough. So so her impetus is to I don't want to say overshare because that's not really what it is, but to loop people into things that maybe didn't involve them and we're going to blow over. And she's not doing it to create drama. She's doing it because she thinks it's ending drama. And I'm like, let me let me give you a little advice. This I don't need to know this stuff. Leave me out of this. This is fine. And there did you tell fine. her that? Yeah, in not so many words. And it's and over time it's gotten a little bit better. But it is also difficult when it involves some extended family that not everybody gets to see. And then you what you're doing is communicating information about extended family. There's no drama there, but it's like if somebody's health is a concern, now you got a phone tree calling 16 people. And I I'm just I don't can't even think of drama. We don't have the drama in our family tends to center on things like. I don't like the way that you planned the menu for that event. Like, we just don't get big drama. We're very lucky in that way, right? That's we, nice. We, yeah, so it, we take our food very seriously. But I'm just here to tell you, it's, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like Don't you fuck can, with my holiday meals. Point, I was looking point, forward to this. 
Right. If you're losing sleep because you what don't do you get mean there are no camel cookies this year? You that's don't fucking really bullshit. want eggs in the lasagna this time. You know, sorry, that's the way that we've made it since we came from Italy. Too bad. So, you know, at a certain point, if those are your big concerns, it's very different than like Chichi has cancer or whatever the thing would be. I don't. There's no one named right. Chichi. I'm just saying when it comes down to if there was ever a time that somebody had a health concern and wanted to keep it quiet, but we're not going to keep it quiet because we're going to support this person. Like that's the level of it's over helpful drama. Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah, a very we don't get different. That. <laughs> oh, we actually had that on Stewart's side this week. Mallory yeah. came home. She had an off period. She does this. She comes home third period and goes back to school. And as she's coming home, we got snow before everyone on Friday, before the sheets and sheets. Um, and then we got like the second round, but in that first round, she, we live windy roads, windy roads. She got in a car accident. <gasps> she spun out, spun no, out, spun out, no. and then was facing the wrong direction. I think she hit a tree. There is damage to the car and to her psyche. And, but physically she's great. She's fine. And she calls me facing the wrong direction. And I'm like, can your car move? Are you, can you turn around and come home? Can you make it here? And she's crying. It was so upsetting. And it, so she comes home. She busted a taillight and a scrape on the car. And she's shaking. And I'm holding her. And she's crying. And she's like, because she's me, just in a smaller size. What if it was a person? What if I hit a hobo? I'm like, yeah, I don't the, know. The go-to move here is let's make it worse. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yes, this is exactly what she tried to do. I'm like, baby, it was either a mailbox. Maybe, maybe try the other direction. How could it be better? Okay. She said, we have to go out now and put a note on the mailbox that I was the one who did it. And I'll pay for it with my with my work money. I have cash. And I'm like, oh, my God. Please. Let's take this slowly. Okay. Physically, you are okay. She's like, the car, the mailbox. I'm like, we don't even know if you hit a mail. She's like, I hit something. I'm like, yes. So Maybe right, it was like, a person. A hobo. <laughs> she said hobo. <laughs> it's not just a person. It's yeah. a person with their belongings wrapped in fabric at the end yeah. of a stick a is what it was. House. Yeah. Oh. So, so, so I'm like talking her down. She were laughing after a while. It's okay. She's okay. It's, you can't see in front of you. So there's no point in going out now and looking to see what she hit. We'll find, but I have to write a note. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. So Two days later, like the phone tree happened in Stuart's family. He just happened to be talking to his brother and his brother told his sister, sister, wife, wife, sister, and the phone. It, I'm calling next Tonight, day. Just on headline news. Exactly. Mallory kills a hobo. <laughs> like what? What happened? Refuses to leave note. What is happening to millennials yes. in this country? <laughs> I thought I raised you better than this. All this and more. And the skyrocketing price of car repair. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So the phone tree happens with the family. Yeah, and it comes around, comes around back like what was yesterday. So like next day, day after whatever. Uh, oh my God! I heard it's not, everything's fine. If something were really bad, I probably would have picked up the phone and you would have heard from me. Please know and and so it happens in a really sweet way. Like oh, I heard that. Is everything? I said yeah. I don't know how we're gonna get her back in the car again, but yes, we're that's what we're dealing with. And everybody had advice for that. Take her out right now to the elementary school where it's covered in snow and and drive around there and show her how to pull out of. And then I thought. Get a Send knife her and to go that to the homeless BM. shelter and shiv a couple of hobos. Oh, no. I went the other way. I oh, sorry. The- <laughs> I was taking the Mallory method. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. And I was taking the Fagazi method where we send her to BMW to Perfect. learn how to drive Perfect. on those roads. Perfect. Like both of your men did. get that from Frozen and they can like spin around and make the world because you show your power. Lean into it. 
Yeah. Well, she said, I steered out of the skid. I'm like, I think you're supposed to steer into it. She goes, shit. <laughs> like, let's try it again. <laughs> oh, baby. Maybe I wouldn't have hit that hobo if, yeah. So so we had the positive <laughs> on, so Stuart's family is tell, 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 tell. And Melissa's family is, shh, nothing <laughs> happened. <laughs> I'm fine. Have you, why? Have you spoken to anyone? Have you, such a creepy sentence from anyone, but from your mother, have you spoken to anyone? Well, just God. Yeah. Right. I think it's her way of like staying filled in because she lives in Florida, but it's also why, what do you know? Like, it's also, I know that you almost died from melting into the couch and and then of embarrassment from calling an ambulance. I know that you are one kid down (laughs) right now this week. I know a lot of things. Hey, how about all of you just assume I already know and then talk to me. And that opens the door to, let me just say, thank God. Good news was at the end of that story with your daughter. Didn't realize this had gone down. That's stressful for everybody, you included. So, gosh, I'm sorry. And again, get better at this part of the job. It's the fucking lead. Okay, moving on. The other thing is how weird it can be when loving relationships include something that shouldn't really be a secret, but it's privilege. That's it. When loving relationships include privileged information. So you don't know if the other person knows about the thing that eventually they're going to know, or maybe they knew before you and you, that's the only thing that everybody needs to talk about right now. But it's like, I'm not going to be the one to fucking tell you. And they're thinking the same thing. So you're looking at each other, having this conversation about like fucking tennis, you know, when the whole time you're thinking, Jimmy's in jail. Like, I don't know what they're supposed to. <laughs> he got caught. He got caught. <laughs> he spread COVID to everybody and killed a hobo. And I mean, I don't know what the fucking, what would, what would be the thing. But, but what do you do when there is that elephant? It's so on awful. The- and you try to come up with like, if I happen to talk about this subject in broad strokes and then maybe happen to mention my Will sister-in-law. Will into- Yeah. Who happened to be wearing a purple shirt today because purple is the name of the crime. Like, I don't know what, how do you. At a certain point, do you just look at him dead in the face and go, I'm going to tell you something. Can you keep it? Can you keep it tight? I don't tell. I truly. Secrets are the worst. I don't use that phrase anymore. I just don't talk to people. I Well, you never kind of did. I don't. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> true. Yeah. You start, your go-to move is like big eyes, lips closed. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. That's the yeah. truth. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Secrets are the worst. I hate having them more than I hate protecting them like I hate do you know what I mean I just don't want to know anything that's a secret just don't tell me if it's not already on the news as the headline I kind of so oh that's funny I want just all feel, of the information it feels so deceptive it's not I could never be a therapist people tell me all this shit and I'd be like in the supermarket oh my god did you know You're what not happened gonna believe. <laughs> yes picking up like spare packs of Mentos and chewing them while I'm standing there talking like it just I don't know. And you I would keep, never leave the supermarket. You'd I am, be there all day. I am an extraordinary oath keeper, just to use the term that now I can't say without my no nice face. I keep the secrets. I keep the secrets. I don't want them. It's so much fucking work to keep them, but I, but I keep them. Do you keep secrets or are you a blabberton? Well, I don't really talk to anyone. That's so that, that helps. But I have like two friends who insist on calling. Oh, and we made a new <laughs> friend. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. Who talks on the phone anymore? Oh, okay. I have two friends who insist on calling me. <laughs> like, I don't want these two friends. 
You in can't text her Marco Polo. You can't like let me do it on my own time and comfort. Oh, you I have, have to those put friends me on too. I don't know why they want to talk. That's really gross. But they, you know, I love you as a friend, so I'll do your thing. That's you okay. and I made another friend, Bonnie Frank, who wants to talk, and I want her to know I love her very much, and I would love to talk to her in an alternate universe. But I cannot answer my phone unless like it's a no. A, you're not interested in like in the moment talking you're interested in time delay talk or filter screen talk or communication communicating through like the telephone like the string and the cups like yes something yes that string can and cups you, yeah that cans, can help, cans that, can, and string. that can help you do the whole thing where you're like I'm going to consider my response. It's like you're maybe Victorian and writing letters back and forth to people. I would love to bring that back. I would love to bring that back. It's like, is this person alive? I don't know. Let's wait for the mail. Let's wait for a response that is sealed with wax and here on horseback. Yes, that is... Mm That's my preference. Handwriting in really long loops so that you can consider the emotion of each word. Yes. And it takes a little longer to read. Yes. I love it. I like the, I like the cannon out of the mouth and face version of communicating. And I'm guaranteed that I'm going to hit and miss things all at the same time and then have to clean it up. But it happens so rapidly. And the next one's already firing out of my face that it's like, okay, that's my cycle. That's my cycle. It's so total opposite of you. People who listen to the show perhaps can understand. Yeah, they see it. (laughs) They're like, that makes total sense. Bonnie, I love you. I can't talk on the phone. It's my personal flaw, not yours. I love you. Oh, sweet Lord in heaven. Moving on. Moving on. Oh. You said open yes. drawer. It yes. collects all the shit. Are are you getting organized? Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, that's the idea. Here's yeah. why it's exciting. There is a service, and I venture to say it's not unique to my metro market. Right. I thought a home organizer was someone who was going to come in and, may I meet the house? Someone who's going to Marie Kondo their way into like kneeling in the foyer and looking in a drawer and going, ah, like how bad is this shit? Like I figured that's what the whole thing was going to be. Why are you laughing so hard? <laughs> um, it's the Marie Kondo impression that is definitely going to have us canceled. But she, yes, that's great. No, first of all, she would not come in and have a ding. She would come into my house and go, ah. Yes, yeah, the she gasp. Would, she it's might, a gasp they in might my house. To take her out on a stretcher, the whole thing. So I thought home organizing would be. Someone would come in and just simply enumerate all my flaws and then say, I will now show you how to do it and then wait while you fail to do it. So I thought, I'm not, I don't need this. I already know. It's like weight loss. I don't need someone to come and give me nutrition advice. What I need is someone to slap the fork to the ground, (laughs) right? And digest food for me. That's the kind of that's the kind of that visual is my favorite. (laughs) Slap the fork from my face. Right. It's like I don't need you to come in and say maybe not. Let's buy muffins that are as big as an entire cereal bowl and eat them. Why is that Costco? Yes. Doing a Uh, podcast. I got the nine thousand muffins for six dollars deal. Oh yes. And I've eaten only eight thousand of them. So it's someone. You got a grand to go. I'm on a good track. So I thought home organizing not for me. I love an organized home. I do. I would really love for somebody else to do it. Do you know they do? Yeah. No, I mean really do. It was an Adam Sandler movie, yeah. I hired a replacement Amy. 
She's going to come here tomorrow. We have a two-hour consultation. We're going to walk through every room of the home. I only hired her to do one category. She's going to walk through every room of the home with me, and then she's going to decide how big a team she needs to bring back, and that team is going to go through every item of clothing for all five members of our household, sort it into four categories, carry the two or three categories. There's only one category that stays. The remaining three leave the house. They either go into the trash, into the donate, or they go for sale where she will list it for sale and coordinate the sale and give me the proceeds of the sale at no commission. It's all pay me for my fucking time. Yes, 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 yes. You just yes, got my interest yes, with that last yes, part. Yes, 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 yes. And I even was so sleuthy to say to her, okay, so I have currently four plus, and that's like the world's biggest understatement. It could be 4,000. I have actually four craft size shopping bags with the handles, you know, the big ones, yeah. the very big ones. I have four of those overflowing with worn once shoes for my rapidly growing overprivileged people that have come through this childhood. All of these shoes can be sold immediately or were like the it shoe that was purchased and then when it became the out shoe, now it's in the bag. And it really just sat on a shelf because it was too nice to wear that whole, anyway, she's going to take all that shit and she's like, yeah, if you've already got that in bags, I'll take that with me when I go. And so that way, when we return with the crew, I'll probably have already sold all that stuff. The sale of those four bags will more than pay for her service. Wow. $30 an hour to sell shit. $30 an hour. $30 an hour to sell shit. Are you kidding me? Online? Online! I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Why are you not, you're, you, I feel like you're not, I'm not getting the level of excitement. So here's the thing that's in my head. I'm debating right now cutting this whole bit out because I don't want my husband to know that this is an option. So I'm like, it's only I, not, they don't, it doesn't exist anywhere else on the planet. You have to move here to my metro okay, area. Okay. That's amazing. That's right. That's amazing. That's right. They don't do it. They don't do it where you are. I have to, I'm too embarrassed to allow what? a human into my closets to do that so I'm gonna have to do that myself but you won't and you haven't I haven't I've not been telling that myself that it does mean that you won't I've been telling myself this lie for seven years so you're not gonna do it seven years I started to do it and then I said my rule is if I haven't worn it in two years it's gotta go but look at our last two years the only thing I've worn has been workout clothes and sweatpants workout you never lived up to that two-year rule four years ago though so come on you, we all know that's true. I mean, you could do the fucking thing where you spin the hangers around and then at the end of the year, and every time you wear something, you put the hanger in the opposite direction. So at the end of the year, any hanger that's not been turned, that item gets thrown out. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to bring this kind of negativity into my life. But I'm also, not. let's say this past year, I didn't go to any weddings. I'm not going to throw out dresses that I could wear to weddings because I haven't been to a wedding well, in three years. Special occasion wears its own category. I'm just trying to say, hire somebody. You have money. Why anymore? What's, what's the problem? I don't want people to go through my shit. Like I'm embarrassed by how much shit I have. You can hire so, a dog sitter. <laughs> well, that was kind of what sorry. made me crazy. It made me I'm fly. Sorry, I'm so because I have soon. shit. Is it too soon? I'm sorry. It's embarrassing. So I'm I'm, I'm trying a little bit every day. I can't say a room a day. I had high high hopes. 
Um, and then I got high, high, and then said, all right, one step at a time. One step at a time. Today, I will be going through. No, today we're doing blinds for the shore house. We're going Hot to- diggity shit. The blinds place today. Do you think you're going to get wooden blinds? Do you think no. you're going to get- For the oh, bedrooms, okay. don't be crazy. For the bedrooms, we're doing a, um, a blackout. Um, I like a good roller shade, mm-hmm. uh, but that's probably a cell one. We just want blackout for the windows so that we can sleep. And everything else will do a, I guess it depends on the room, a, a maybe wood blinds somewhere, but a room that not only that needs expensive. privacy. I'm not talking about shutters. I mean, the wooden blinds are not, they're not expensive compared to anything else. I like the cordless ones that you just go re and re. And yeah, those are up. like triple the cost of wood blinds, but they're super effective. And especially when you get blackout. So it's not about money. It's about the kind that you like. Get the kind that you like. That's what you should get. A hundred percent. Stuart's like, what about the ones with the remote that are, you know, right in all the movies? Yeah, get those. Those are like motorized because you can't stand up or your arms don't work. Like, no, you can't stand up. You're at the fucking beach. The only thing that you're doing there is laying on. You're laying down. That's all you're doing. Everything that you're doing, you're laying down. You're laying down drinking. You're laying down having sex. You're laying down in a body of water, or you're laying on sand. That's it. It's just about laying. All right, the it's last not two about I'm not standing. Doing. It's not about standing up and doing blinds. I'll I don't tell you. drink laying down. I. What are you talking about? These You're are not, not doing it the right way. Number Maybe. one. That's a, you do too. I've seen it. Laying down is a kind of a euphemism for you're in a chaise. That's laying down. Certainly not okay. sitting. I see where you're going with this. Yes, this is, I'm going uh, to the beach. Why on this night yes. do we recline? Why on while well, on all other nights? It's a very Passover Seder question of it you. It super is, and it's very Jewy. Let's it's hit very the, Jewy let's to recline. Yes, yes, perfect. You get it. Perfect. So we were supposed to close on that house this past Friday. Ah, uh, don't do that. Put it off. <laughs> That's my advice. Uh, they said by the end of this coming week, as you listen to this, dear listener, yeah. uh, they said by the end of this week, we should have everything done. And then they got hit with 24 inches of snow. Dear listener, if you have a human in your family who likes to control all the information, who's a big dick that way or causes a ruckus or takes joy in sharing misery, what's that called? Schadenfreude? Taking the joy in yes, other people's- Schadenfreude. Yes, yes, yes. Schadenfreude is so when you take I want to hear about it. Demise. Yeah, I want to hear about it. Write us. Look for us on Facebook at Brilliant Observations or Brillab Squad. Find us on Twitter. I mean, you could try to find us on Twitter, but you're more likely to find <laughs> us on Instagram at Listen Brilliant and write us Brilliant Observations at Gmail dot com. Yes, yes, Amy. These are the th- yes, yes, Melissa. Yes. What makes you feel guilty? Oh. How much time do we have? Everything. Uh, Is the answer everything? I'm a Catholic. Right. Which means I have been steeped in the ways of guilt-ridden behavior my whole life. And I have been trying to unfuck my brain as of late to remove some of that shit. So just just about everything starts the guilt factory working. And I am now putting my jujitsu on shutting it down. Why? How about you? How do you do that? Everything. Everything makes me feel guilty. My son's away at school and something happens with friends and I'm like, I can't be there to, I, I want to, okay. I don't, I don't answer the phone. I don't make enough contacts with people. I don't keep everything. 
that I do and say Mm -hmm. I later feel guilty about. And if I don't medicate to fall asleep, that's when it all comes racing into my head. You said this today. You did that today. You could have handled this better, this everything. But I'm most curious about what you are doing to, as you phrased it, unfuck your brain. What? What are you doing? Well, I'm sure it was a series of small steps really over the past five, six, seven long, long, many years where it's just a conscious act. Part of it was the rolling acknowledgement, you know, rolling as in it keeps it keeps like a snowball getting bigger and bigger once you acknowledge a little piece and then you can you can flex that muscle that in the most positive sense, I don't have any power or control. I don't desire power or control. People will laugh when you say that because Everyone on every level always desires power and control. But here's my point. I really don't want power over someone else. And I definitely don't want to control someone else. I'm just focused on I don't have power or control over myself. So I keep trying to get better at that. And I have absolutely I go out of my way to not be involved in somebody else's crap. So it's this awareness that It's not up to me. My engagement and involvement in this is so low that even if I wanted to impact some other outcome, I can't. So it's trying to just sort of accept that idea. And then it really, it really helps, you know, I'm alone on the moon. It gives you this tiny in the universe kind of a deal. And it's like, okay, here's what I can impact. And I always focus on energy, right? I feel like I have... A big personality, let's no. say. So I'm an exuberant person. I'm prone to outbursts. What I also know is it's very easy to change the mood, the electricity, the energy in a room or in a space. It's very easy to do it. And I have started at sports fields. When people get really ugly, it changes my mood and my energy. So I would say to them, let's not do that. Let's get their kids. I mean, physically talking the words for years, long ago years. And that migrated into, maybe I don't have to say it. Maybe I can just just think it. Model it. Maybe I can just think it. Or in what I say is a positive example, but then I'm also going to try to put this vibration out into the world and kind of do the meditation on changing and uplifting. And, and I honestly feel like all that, that hoodoo, works. it does work. Okay. It really works. You That's just, actually what I've been advising my kids for years with their, um, oh, this happened because I thought or I felt. And I said, I, I honestly wish you were that powerful because I would absolutely take advantage of that. Right. We are not that powerful that our thoughts and our hopes and our whatever is going to adversely affect somebody on the other team who fell when you were playing soccer because you're like "Mm, no no your feeling didn't make you do that you're not that powerful try to concentrate on things that you can influence like you and your behavior because that is the only thing that you can really influence ever ever and the other piece of the pie is being a better friend to myself than I normally am And I didn't realize for a long time that I was being very hard on myself. I just saw it as, okay, if you have standards or you have goals or you have desires or if this is just the way it is, expectations, guess what? That's the way it is. And if it's hard, okay, you're going to complain about it too. Like that's just, it's hard. Get over it. And instead, what I realized is I was so much nicer, kinder, more compassionate, more loving, more forgiving, more triple, triple infinity second chancing 
to every other person, but I extended none of that to myself. To yourself. And right. I didn't realize that I was doing it. So I don't feel like I was sitting in a corner going, you're so bad, and smacking my hand. Like I didn't think of myself that way. And it was this sort of flashlight on it where I was like, oh, I guess I am doing that. So constantly trying to be when, Take the, guilt, your own advice this when the guilt feelings come, be triple compassionate and say, maybe you did cause this. Maybe you did something you regret. Maybe it's worth feeling sad or ashamed, embarrassed. Okay, so think about how you can resolve it moving forward. And it might be you can't. You can simply resolve to, not, to right. not do that again. again. And so now you have to practice this idea of it's done. Bless it and release it. Forgive it. It's gone. The more that you carry it around, I, I there are all these little catchphrases that tend to, you read it once, you're like, oh, that really sticks. That helps. And I don't remember, in this way, if we change some of the words around, it'll still work. I think it's something along the lines of revenge is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Right. Right. And that's the same thing with guilt, right? You're, if you feel guilty about something, it's the same as trying to poison yourself to take away something that is never going to be taken away. The event happened. The thing is done. It's gone. And was, Oprah used to say something about forgiveness. It was her favorite, favorite thing. If forgiveness is... Letting the dream die that the for a better past. It's like giving up the hope that the past is different. That's what forgiveness is. Because all forgive, all the, refusing to forgive is like oh. hanging on to this idea that, that never... something that something in the past can be changed, and it can't. So you have to just decide. I'm not going to hang on to that idea anymore. I'm going to accept that there the past is the way that it was. Something that's occurred. So I don't know. I've totally mangled the quote, and somebody will find it and go, "Here's the way." Like when I said, you know, thick knock nick, and all the rest of the things. You know, all these people are writing in. It's pronounced Thay Chow Bing, and all the. And I'm like, I get it. And also, I will never remember how it's pronounced. So but thank, thank you. you. But yeah, thank I appreciate you for it. writing. We appreciate I super, you. I super, I super love the input, and I accept it in my heart, but just not my brain. So, okay. Basically, take the advice that I give everyone else and try to actually live that is really what you're saying. Take it in small doses. And so the, that's the first. Cut up my losses into doable doses. That's the first part of self-compassion, which is this. I don't, I absolutely accept I'm going to feel guilty 99% of the time. And today I'm going to try to make it 98%. Just a very little bit. I'm going to quote uh, Lloyd Dobler as our final quote because you had Oprah in there. So I'm going to throw in some John Cusack with, I can't figure it all out today, sir. I just want to hang with your daughter. Oh. My, one of my favorite say anything lines. So dear listener, we can't figure it all out today. We are just grateful you came and you hung with us for a while. And we look forward to hanging with you again next week. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. Bye.